Support for this podcast comes from Boost Mobile. Step up with Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast network so you can post up and watch the game almost anywhere. Switch today and get four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. Perfect for the whole family. Step up with Boost Mobile. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Requires port and activation from eligible carrier. One free device per line. Users using more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Jakubs, and we're here with episode 34 of the Bucks Leading Radio. Uh, second solo cast, second quickie of the offseason. Um, free agency just started this past weekend. Uh, it's Monday, July 2nd, right now when I'm recording this, so a couple of big moves have been made, and I'm excited to dive in it with you right now. Um, so, like I said, this is going to be a quick podcast. Just want to get my take on a few things. Keep you listeners out there satisfied with some content uh, and, you know, just wait for more moves to happen so I can talk about them on this microphone. So, uh, let's jump into the number one biggest move so far of the offseason. Ersan Ilyasova signed with the Bucks. I know that's probably what you weren't thinking about, but LeBron James will be the final topic of this podcast as I feel like it's already been over-talked about already since it happened. But, Ersan Ilyasova, I've seen crazy mixed reviews, which I'm surprised about. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, uh, being that he was signed for three years, $21 million, 30 years and guaranteed. $7 million a year for a solid role player, a guy who's going to give you 10 to 20 minutes a game. He spreads the floor at that second unit. Um, he was a longtime buck. He played well in the Sixers when he did. He also played under Budenholzer. Um, so I think there was a lot of things going on that kind of made this happen and other pros in that column um, to make this a good deal. I don't know why everybody seems to be hating on it. If you really didn't like Ursan back in the day, then I guess I get it. Um, uh, also, as I'm recording, got a Woj bomb, DeMarcus Cousins, to go to Golden State. So very interesting uh, time in the West, and I guess we can uh, get to that at the end of this podcast as well. Let's stick with Ursan though for now. So, Ursan Ilyasova signs with the Bucks. Um, like I said, he could be seen as Jabari's replacement. He offers a lot of similar uh, gameplay. It's a good jump shot. He, um, you know, he attacks the rim except plays just, you know, power forward instead of a small forward. But the other move that's been made by the Bucks this year is offering Jabari Parker his qualifying offer. This is important because it makes... Jabari, a restricted free agent, heading into this offseason. Um, up to today, I believe there was five teams that were, had interest and had room in signing him. Kings have bowed out today, I guess. They don't have, don't have interest in him anymore. Unsure of the reason and why that is. However, the Lakers have released Julius Randle, or renounced him, excuse me. So that kind of leaves them, I believe with some wiggle room to sign Jabari. 
which is interesting. Uh, there is definitely going to be some pull, I think, if they uh, make moves towards Jabari for him to leave and kind of go play with LeBron and now Rajon Rondo and a couple of other key players um, on that team. But I feel like, you know, the Bucks obviously get to match any offer that's made to him being restricted. So I'm hoping that with Giannis and with maybe a couple other moves that we're able to make this year, we can re-sign him and really see him kind of live up to that potential or honestly not. You know, those two, those knees are a really big issue and something that uh, nobody's ever going to forget about. So the fact of the matter is, is that you have to at least give him the chance. He was our second overall pick. You know, Philadelphia wasn't scared of Joel Embiid's injuries, and look how this turned out. Why are we scared of his? You, you, if the knee goes, the knee goes. At least we gave it a shot. You know, you can't keep giving up on these things. However, I mean, there is the argument of we're going to waste a lot of Giannis's time waiting on Jabari, get somebody that can impact the game now, which there is a lot of free agents right now, but I just haven't seen one open and available and in our price range that would fit that mold right now. Um, obviously, some other moves need to be made regardless, such as unloading Delavadova's contract, unloading Henson's contract, officially getting Mirzers off the cap space. Uh, and so I think when you look at Jabari Parker, you have to look at him from the really the eyeglass of he showed some things this past season coming off that second knee injury. He is ready to come play, and you kind of want to keep him. You want to keep another quote-unquote star on your team, a person that could be a star anyway, uh, to play along Giannis and really kind of develop that relationship and maybe get them a full season together. Uh, this is likely to be Chris Middleton's last season here, I feel like. he, um, Or at least he's going to want more money, which, again, I don't know if we're going to be able to offer him or if we want to offer him. That That's a question for uh, a year from now, basically, heading into the next offseason. So looking at Ursan, where we started, um, I think it's a good signing. I really think it helps round out our role players. And I don't really know if there's much else to say about it. If you really don't like it and you think it's another shitty deal, well, then I don't think you really understand what a shitty deal is. Um, you know, even Delavadova's, it wasn't great at the time. However, with the cap space, it was at least, or when they thought the cap was going to get raised, it was a little bit more understandable. But yes, it's a terrible deal. Henson's is a terrible deal. Ursan's isn't a terrible deal, especially with the third year not being guaranteed. Um, so let's move on to the next topic. Giannis, 2K Athlete of the Year, I guess you could say, on the standard cover anyway. But first international player to do it. Um, I love getting him getting this national recognition. 2K, uh, he could have gone anywhere. Obviously, LeBron, I think, is on the expensive one. But, you know, kind of being up there with those guys that are all-stars you haven't really seen that in milwaukee since ray allen i think back in 03 he was on like some nba superstar i don't know i was 10 years old man i couldn't tell you but you know it's nice to kind of have that back getting some some national recognition for once and and more praise than hate which is always awesome and to see this going into the season, after Skip Bayless calls hit calls Joel Embiid the number one player in the East, giving him even more motivation to really prove that he is the best player in the East right now, without a doubt, and that he can he can lead this team through the first round of the playoffs and onto a championship is really important. And I think that you know while it is just a video game for Giannis, it's you know it's something that's it's it's not not an award i don't want to say that but it's re- i feel like it's really important and i also feel like it's motivating because you're being recognized by your peers by a company that is trying to make money and knows that it'll sell and 
you know, that there's a lot of other things that at play there. So while it is just a video game, I think, you know, if you want to look at it that way, fine. But I, I see it as almost more motivating, you know, something to really help Giannis feel good about himself heading into this season um, after kind of a disappointing playoff series just as a team, not necessarily as an individual player, but um, to kind of give us some momentum going into this season. Okay, so obviously not a whole lot of moves have been made. You know, we're only not even 10 minutes into this podcast yet, and here it comes. So LeBron James is going to Lakers. Everybody's probably said it, but I've been I've been calling this since he didn't resign with Cleveland. I, I felt like that was going to be the obvious landing spot. Um, between Magic Johnson recruiting him, uh, probably promising a lot of moves to be made and already kind of being made, um, I guess I get it. I don't know. I was discussing this with a friend today, and I can't make heads or tails of why a player who literally had a clear fucking path to the finals in the Eastern Conference leaves to go battle it out in a Western Conference where, let's be honest, there are at least two teams. Well, there's a lot more right now, as rosters stand, that are better than the Lakers. Even with LeBron James on that team. LeBron James couldn't beat the Warriors in a seven-game series. On the Cavs. With Kevin Love. Another quote-unquote superstar. At least all-star player. You know, you look at that. You look at this Lakers team right now. It's not that great or exciting to me at all. You know, I guess... You sign Rajon Rondo. Okay, he's way past his prime. All he does is play off ball, and he can't shoot threes. Um, who else did they pick up? Lance Stevenson. That was the f- weirdest fucking pickup, I think, of the entire NBA offseason so far. Him and LeBron, I felt like, never got along. Granted, I guess they never really spoke based on the conversation that Lance Stevenson had with reporters. But to me, that's stupid. What if they don't get along? What if they actually fucking hate playing with each other and you just ruined and made that a toxic team? Obviously, you can dump Stevenson, but that's going to set you back a couple steps. And in an Eastern Conference where you can't, or a Western Conference where you can't have that happen. I mean, you look at that Western Conference and you say Houston had a real good shot this year at getting to the finals. Chris Paul doesn't go down. They might do it. They probably do it, actually. Warriors. Now with DeMarcus Cousins? Assuming he stays healthy this whole year, he's not going to be playing as many minutes. He'll have a lot of other guys to kind of take on that load, not just Anthony Davis. And he's a force to be reckoned with on any team. That's crazy. Let's take Oklahoma City. Paul George resigns there. So at the very least, you still have Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Carmelo Anthony, I don't really care for that much, but he's still still a high-volume scorer and somebody that you're going to be afraid of on the floor. Steven Adams is still good. I mean, there's still some solid players on that team, and it's going to provide competition for you. I don't understand. All you had to do in the East, LeBron, was go through Boston, beat Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and two, well, will-be sophomores. I don't get it. But here's what I do love about it. You just gave Giannis a clear fucking path, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to love it, and I'm going to cheer all the way to the fucking finals, and I'm going to... Put my middle finger up in the air to you down in L.A. when we're not even playing you in the in the finals. When we're playing the Warriors. Who, well, we used to match up with. Well, I think there's an argument to be had there now with DeMarcus Cousins on the floor. But it's going to be great. 
literally, this Eastern Conference just got wide open. It may have helped the Raptors more than anything, but when you look at this Eastern Conference, there's nobody in here. You really do have the Sixers, who are losing a couple pieces. I mean, Ursan, they got JJ back now, but... You know, Joel's going to come back stronger. Ben Simmons will have another uh, have an offseason under his belt now. So, I mean, they're always going to be dangerous. And it's going to be, I think, a great rivalry with us as uh, just, you know, conference rivals and stuff like that. But, I mean, you look at this Eastern Conference, I mean, you got to put Boston as the number one team right now as everything stands. Um, Gordon Hayward coming back, Kyrie coming back. You know, you're going to see a lot of good things, I think, happen with that team. They're easily the best coach team in the NBA with Brad Stevens, who... I will should stand should have gotten coach of the year over Dwayne Casey who got fired. Um, Pistons think they're good, but they're they're not going to be good. Blake Griffin couldn't take the Clippers with um, obviously an aging Paul Pierce, uh, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan and Jay crossover. But like, what's he going to do? Take that Pistons team to where? I don't know. Maybe the playoffs. Maybe. So, I think that. Overall, this Bucks team, there's a lot of work to still be done. A lot of things to be molded and changed and adjusted a little bit here. But I think you finally, for once, have a really, really good base. Bledsoe, I think, should be unloaded. I think we can all agree on that after this playoff series that we had against Boston. And a shaky regular season play. Also not a favorable contract. So, I mean, you kind of got a couple things stacked up against him there. You got to look to move Delhi, like I said, Henson if you can. I don't know what you're going to get for him, but you got to get fucking something. Like, honestly, even if you get shit and you just wave him, I mean, there's a lot of free agents this offseason, a lot of good people that can come in and fill those shoes, seeing as they're not that big anyway. So I feel like if people are, are worried about what we're going to get, it's, that's, that's almost not even the point. It's just getting them off the team and probably waving whoever we pick up, just like we did when we got Roy Hibbert for like a day. Uh, I wish we wouldn't have waved Spencer Hawes. I think that would kind of answer a lot of our problems, at least this past season with rebounding and spreading the floor a little bit more. But it's a story for another time. But I think this offseason is already shown to be exciting. This free agency is already shown to be exciting. And I'm actually really looking forward to and constantly checking the phone, you know, looking for these Woj bombs that I'm going to get. And I'm just really interested to see how this NBA organization shakes out. Because there's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of contract dumping from all teams, it seems like, just based on the couple of moves. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I would love to hear what you guys think and what you guys honestly think about the Ursan deal. Do you think Jabari is going to be back and who are you looking to pick up if we're able to clear some cap space? Uh, you can find the podcast at Bucks underscore radio. You can find me at Jakubitz, J-A-K-U-B-I-C-Z. Um, tweet at me. Follow me. I'll follow you back. I don't really give a shit. It's not anything that important to me, but follow me. Interact with me. I love having discussions um about nba about bucks basketball you know follow the podcast you know tweet you from there too uh and i'm really looking forward to this season get started uh i have a lot of anticipation and a lot of excitement for this bucks team just because it it, if it was only honest i still would because he's still fun to watch the new arena is coming i'm excited to get in there and check that out um and overall it's gonna be a great year guys i hope all of you are doing your best to stay cool this 
summer. It's been a hot weekend. I'm still sweating in my apartment right now because I don't have air conditioning. It sucks. But 4th of July is coming up in a couple days. We all have a day off. Hopefully, if you don't, I'm sorry. But I do. So I'm going to enjoy it. I hope you do as well. Uh, so cheers, everybody. Let's go, Bucks. And happy birthday, America.